The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. You probably saw it last night. The news broke late yesterday afternoon, and to the surprise of very few people, uh, international, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, internal. Uh, transition documents from the incoming Biden government show Joe Biden plans to cancel the Keystone XL pipeline on day one of his presidency. Now, campaign officials promised in May that if elected, Biden would cancel the $8 billion U.S. cross-border project. But the timeline wasn't clear until now. The controversial on-again, off-again pipeline expansion owned by Calgary-based TC Energy would ferry up to 830,000 additional barrels of a day of, of dil- uh, diluted bitumen from Alberta's oil sands to refineries along the U.S. Gulf Coast. And you'll remember, of course, that the UCP made that $1.5 billion dollar investment in the project plus loan guarantees Um, and if things get cancelled it could be a blow for many many uh, in the business well today uh, premier kenny says on this the 11th hour of the project ottawa needs to reach out to u.s president-elect joe biden to discuss the project especially since kenny says when the prime minister called biden to congratulate him on his election win Last year, the president-elect promised a discussion on the file. We've been following this file with Markham Hislop, the publisher and journalist at Energy Meeting. Markham, well, uh, uh, at Energy Media. Mark, Markham, welcome back to the show this afternoon. Happy New Year, Jalen. Yeah, you as well. I just I'm kind of shaking my head a little bit here, thinking, you know, everyone, you know, certainly, you know, all the all the Twitter quarterbacks was like, how did you not see that this was going to happen? This was pretty obvious that this was going to happen. My question to you off the top is, were you surprised by this news and specifically how quickly it's going to happen? Um, no, to all of the above. Uh, <laughs> the, um, I think I was speaking to your colleagues uh, on the morning show and I a couple of months ago, and I gave it a, a 10% chance of success at that time. And, you know, nothing has ha- had happened between then and now to change my mind. And I think we have to look at the political calculation that Joe Biden is making. If he cancels it, all of the pain in uh, around this project is in Canada, primarily in, in Alberta. Yeah. You know, he fulfills his his campaign promises. He makes the progressives in his party happy. He makes environmental groups and climate activists happy. And that's a good launch for his uh, clean energy, you know, his $2 trillion clean energy and mm. climate policy program. If he goes back on his word and he leaves the permit in place, then all of the benefits the only benefits to the U.S. would be the 10,000 temporary jobs created on the pipeline. But he would have a huge political headache on his hands. And there'd be, you know, so it's not hard to to understand Joe Biden's calculation on this Mm -hmm. file and why he made the decision he did. 
And TC Energy announcing, I think it was this afternoon, um, that, and I just came across my newswire that says announced a plan for its Keystone XL project to achieve net zero emissions, even as the pipeline's future appears in doubt. Um, and it goes on to say that uh, TC Energy says it has a plan to offset the impact of Keystone's greenhouse gas emissions and also signed an agreement with North, Americans, uh, North America's building trades unions that will see them partner on the construction of the renewable energy project. Does does that and the improvement with the you know the greenhouse gas emissions do anything? I mean, is there a possibility that we could still get someone to Washington and say, hey, but look at what we're doing here? Uh, no, I. Uh, oh, Markham, you're uh, really breaking up on us uh, there. Sorry. Hear me now. Okay, that's a bit better. Yep. Sorry about that. Uh, I would okay. give that the likelihood of that zero uh, percent. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. The um, uh, there's again the pipelines emissions have never been an issue. That the the issue here for Biden is the uh, high carbon intensity of the oil sands heavy heavy crude. That's the problem. The industry, in fact, hasn't done enough to address it. I know the you know emissions intensity per barrel is coming down, but climate activists are upset that absolute emissions are still rising. So there's, I think at this point, there's, there's literally nothing that the premier can do or even the prime minister do to rescue this project. It's, it's still working. It, it's done. All right. So um, what does this mean for the province of Alberta? What does this mean for Premier Kenny? Well, I I interviewed uh, economist Richard Masson today. He's with the School of Public Policy and University of Calgary. And so he talked about uh, the cost of shipping a barrel of heavy crude oil from the from Hardesty down to the uh, U.S. Gulf Coast refineries will now rise from about $12 Oh, Markham, you're cutting out there again, my friend. Hey, Markham. That's okay. Yeah. All right, we're having some chop, uh, some uh, challenges here trying to connect with uh, Markham Hislop. I'll see if he calls back in, uh, maybe on the phone line, or maybe, Cody, we can try to get a hold of him one more time. It uh, was interesting earlier today to listen to Premier Kenny and uh, some of his conversations. He did have a news conference this morning where he was talking about the vaccine and actually delays in, uh, in, in vaccine. And he was um, urging uh, the Prime Minister to do as much as possible to talk to Biden and the Biden administration to see if something could be done on this front. Um, like the Premier saying that a halting construction of this project is going to be disastrous for both Canadian and U.S. economies and their relationships. I mean, by the sounds of it, uh, from what Markham says, it's more so that uh, he believes more on the Canada side. Um, will this impact the Canada-U.S. relationship? That's a, that's an interesting question, isn't it? That's uh, that's a you know. Um, I think, you know, Canadians would be really ticked off. I think there's going to be a lot of people in Alberta who are ticked off about it. 
but um, will it impact the relationship? All right, let's go back to Markham uh, Hislop this afternoon joining us. Hey, Markham. Sorry, Jaylen. Uh, cell phone pr- uh, problem fixed. Yeah, no worries at all. So now I'm trying to remember where we were, but we were talking about what this means for Alberta and what's it mean for uh, for Premier Kenny. Right. So uh, I interviewed Richard Masson, an economist with the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary this morning, and he noted that shipping a barrel of heavy crude down from Hardesty to the U.S. Gulf Coast will now rise from $12 a barrel to $20 a barrel. That's going to make things a little more difficult for some of the oil sands producers. We'll probably see less investment as a result of the cancellation that... So that we'll be talking probably about layoffs or, or uh, fewer jobs that come back during the recovery. There'll be uh, now. Masson says that this will drag down the price of Western Canadian Select for all producers. So there's going to be an impact on uh, Alberta government uh, royalty revenue and tax revenue. There'll be an impact on federal uh, tax revenue. There will be the lower investment will have an impact on other provinces that provide goods and services to the oil sands and to the oil patch. So, yes, this is going to have a a ripple effect all through the Alberta economy, and it's not going to be a good one. No, not good at all. Do you believe that Jason Kenney should have um, gone out on a ledge and and, and gambled on, on, on this one? Well, it's again. This is a calculation. So he he uh, invested, a, you know, a billion and a half dollars in order to get the construction going, uh, you know, last summer and create jobs in Alberta. Uh, I wrote a column at the time saying, "Why don't you just wait for four months until yeah. you decide? You know, we see who gets elected, and then if Biden, in fact, does cancels it because there's a you know it, potentially 1.5 billion plus who knows how much of the credit facility, and he he didn't he he went the other way, and now you can see that 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 money is uh, is uh, probably lost for good." Well, he's saying uh, today that he believes Alberta has, quote, a solid legal basis under Canada's trade agreement with the U.S. to seek damages if the project is indeed killed. He says that they've retained legal counsel both uh, here in Canada and the U.S. Now, I know you're not a a lawyer, Markham, but I'm curious to know what you know about how these sorts of things work uh, in in the oil business. Well, I, I've had off-the-record conversations with experts about this issue, and they're skeptical. And even if uh, he did have a case, that doesn't mean he's going to win it. And it, mm-hmm. it uh, will take many, many years, and it will be a very expensive legal case, and, and uh, it's a very, very long shot. What I would like to hear uh, Kenny talk about is a plan B. Uh, this is something that we don't talk about in Alberta, is the fact that there are alternatives to Keystone XL. So, for instance, uh, everybody knows that bitumen it has the consistency of peanut butter. It won't flow in a pipeline unless it's diluted with a lighter hydrocarbon. Well, that diluent makes up roughly 30% of of, uh, the dill bit that's shipped in a pipeline. So uh, Notley's government in 2018 brought in a $2 billion partial upgrading technology program because there is technology that's very close to commercialization that eliminates or greatly reduces the need for diluent. So it's like finding 30% of your pipeline capacity for free. And mm-hmm. Kenny, uh, and that program was just getting wrapped up. There were uh, there was one approved and six in the, in the pipeline, as it were. And Kenny canceled that program. 
which in, in last uh, sorry 2019, which in mm-hmm. hindsight was not a very good I- idea at all. Uh, and then on top of that, you'll remember he lost $2 billion by canceling the oil by rail contract, which was another 250,000 barrels a day of pipeline, of, of shipping capacity. So, there, there, it, the, you know, if you were a prudent manager, you would be saying to yourself, okay, you know, the likelihood of this pipeline isn't, is not good. What's our plan B? What's our plan yeah. C? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. none of that gets discussed. No, no, you know, do we want to do we want to fix the problem or why, you know, spend our time suing people uh, that, have, you know, and it has a small likelihood of success. So um, when you look at uh, the other pipeline, when you look at um, at, uh, at TMX, I mean, that you know, obviously more pressure there to make sure that that gets done and gets done on time. Um, that's the one, of course, that the feds uh, brought. So that's, uh, you know, the pressure's on even more so there. And I'm curious to know what's happening with, what is it, line three and line five? I'm hearing word that uh, there could be some concerns and some real issues on that front here in the next few months. Well, line three was delayed because the the Minnesota uh, Public Utilities Commission uh, held up their permits, but they just were granted here in the last month or two. So it looks like line three will will be completed on the American side. I think it's either next year or maybe even this year. And then, of course... Line five, there that uh, controversy just has erupted in the last four to six weeks yeah. with the the uh, governor there in Michigan saying that they're going to cancel they cancel the permit and then uh, they'll defend it in in court. So we don't know how that's going to be resolved, but certainly shipping capacity for Alberta oil has been a problem for you know the last three four years has been a serious problem, and it just keeps running into roadblock after roadblock after roadblock, and that's why uh, I would argue and have argued in a number of columns that it's time to step back and take another another look at this. Is there a different way to get oil to market than beating our head against the wall with pipeline projects all the time? That's a million-dollar, actually a probably multi-billion-dollar question there, Mark. I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. I always appreciate your insight. Thank you for this. Always a pleasure, Jalen.